Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast, where we talk about all things love, light, and how to live your best life ever. And if you love this podcast, hey, please consider rating and reviewing it on iTunes as it helps others find the show. And to show you some love, email me to let me know that you left a review and you will get a gift. Yes, I will give you a mini angel reading. How fun is that? My email is marla at marlamartinson.com, or you can always contact me through my website at marlamartinson.com. And also on my website, there's a free gift for you as well, a beautiful guided self-love meditation. And hey, you guys, I'm on Patreon. So come on over and get some amazing tips, training, and conversation around dating and find your soulmate. The link is in the show notes to find me over there. So today I have a very special guest and a very juicy topic. Dr. Megan Fleming is here to talk about sex and dating over 50. Let's face it, ladies, menopause can literally put a pause in our desire for sex. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. Dr. Megan Fleming is a nationally recognized certified sex and relationship expert. She has two decades of experience working with individuals and couples to discover what's getting in their way and teaches them the skills and strategies to get the sex and relationships they want. Dr. Fleming is also a clinical instructor at the Wild Cornell Medical College. She's known for her practice, practical advice and easy-to-follow guidance, a media go-to expert for all aspects of sex and relationships. She's been featured on Anderson Cooper, Oprah Winfrey Network, MSNBC, Cosmopolitan, Maxim, The New York Times, among others, even on my YouTube show, uh, Cosmic Conversations, where we talked about uh, sex and menopause. It was, that was a big one. We had thousands of views on there. So I'm going to bring her on right now. Hello, Megan. How are you doing? Hi, Marla. Great to be here with you. Yeah, thank you. So I I decided to do this this episode on this topic because of some uh, conversations I've had lately. Um, one of them was uh, I was talking to a new male client, uh, the men are the paying clients in my service, and uh, he's in his early 50s. And he, we were talking about what he was looking for in a woman, the age range, the location, this, that, the other kids, no kids. All of that, and and when he he told me he really only wanted to date up to you know about the early forties, uh, really not over forty four, forty five. And I and I said, hey, you know, why is that? I just am wondering. Do you is it the look? Do you you like a younger uh, look? I know a lot of guys uh, like that because I've got a lot of gorgeous, fabulous women, you know, fifty. And and he says, Marla, can I be honest with you? And I says, yes. And he leans in and he says, menopause. He says, I have a sex drive, and I've dated women who are 50-plus, 
and they just have no no sex drive. So let's get into that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Can we? What's uh, what have you been hearing from women, and and uh, what can we do about it? Because women still want a partner. I mean, we're not dead at fifty or sixty. So, so what can we do? Well, I think it's to recognize. You know, there are many aspects, obviously, of menopause. Um, One, you know, with the decrease in estrogen, um, often it's the physical symptoms in terms of uh, thinning the vulvar lining and uh, that, you know, often sex might become uncomfortable or painful. And the first thing I say about that is sex should never be uncomfortable or painful. And there are so many things, um, even if someone is not into taking oral hormone replacement therapy, uh, even locally taking some estrogen or even, we've talked about this before, the role of a vaginal moisturizer versus a lubricant. Like, I think it's really to empower women to realize First of all, even after menopause, sex never needs to be uncomfortable or painful, um, and that they definitely want to be talking to their gynecologist about that. And the other aspect I think is important is, like, looking at the libido, the sexual interest side. And, you know, I'm often known to say, it's like, keep your inner sexy pilot light on. I think so often for women, women tend to have more what we refer to as responsive desire, not spontaneous desire, right? So he's talking about, and many men feel that sense of wanting. And most women, I sort of say it's like a cold engine. Like It's not on the radar. They're just not even thinking about it. And But then what I say is like, but if you prioritize your own sexy time and um, reading erotic stories, romance novels, looking at erotica, self-pleasuring, the reality is for most women, it's not on the radar, but their their bodies are responsive. So what happens is, like if you're with a partner, he's caressing her hair, stroking, you know, it's it's the hugging and the caressing, and then all of a sudden her body's like, oh, oh, this feels good, and then the arousal kicks in. And so I think it's really important that women recognize it's not linear, right? So even when if you're not starting with desire, that knowing means that if you had the right stimulation by yourself or with a partner, that your body isn't going to kick in and say, oh, I miss this, because it's really about pleasure. And I, I don't want women at any age to cut themselves off from pleasure. I mean, that is such a great um, point because, I mean, here, you know, I'm in my mid-50s and I'm working and I've got my dog in the house and my things I do. I mean, it doesn't even cross my mind to to, ha- to have sex. It wouldn't even come in my radar and, anymore. And um, my husband has to say, hey, I'm I'm alive over here. <laughs> so So then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yes, you know. So that is so true to remind ourselves maybe to dress sexy, to keep uh, feeling great in our body, maybe to read some erotica or um, get a massage or or have that romantic night because we are going to have to get it on our radar as we go forward when we're we're busy and our estrogen's dropped and we're not thinking about it. We're not driven because I remember in my 30s, I would be like, who can I have sex with? I'm so, I have so much desire, you know, I was like, I need a guy, I need a man. And then it, it really shifted with, with those hormones, that hormone change. So, yeah, um, and I love what yeah. you're saying also, that piece around what makes you feel, you know, sexy? Because again, this idea is like often, I think it's when we think about, you know, to get turned on for sex versus like simmering all day long. Like there's nothing like feeling sexy, you know? And so it is, what are you wearing? When did you last get new bras and underwear and like feeling really feminine and, and just enjoying that like sort of juicy feminine, sexy energy. And because it's like, to me, sexuality is so much a part of our aliveness. Um, 
And, you know, when women say, and they do, right, like, if I never had sex again, you know, I'd be okay with that. I'm like, it's like that's nails to the chalkboard for me. Um, because I'm like, you're cutting yourself off. You're cutting yourself off from so much pleasure. You know, the body's meant for pleasure. Um, and so, yeah, I really want anybody listening to know that um, what's possible. And don't allow just the fact that you don't feel horny get in the way of your discovering what's possible. Right, and I've noticed myself, I mean, I'm, well, it's been so cold this winter, even in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm in these pajamas with all mismatched stuff. I mean, it's so unsexy, you know, and I was thinking about that. I'm like, I really need to go, go to the store and get some new cute, cute pajamas or some sexy stuff. And when you're talking, I, I was thinking of that character on the Golden Girls. What, her name was Blanche, I think, you know, that, that, that character who she was, in her probably in her 70s but she was always dressing so sexy and and wanting to date and have sex and all that you know so um i i just love she that, had her inner pilot character. light on you know yeah she kept her she pilot did. light on <laughs> yeah and another and, one and, uh, is uh yeah i was gonna say another one is uh betty dodson she'll be 90 this year um we sort of refer to her as the mother of masturbation and uh if you ever oh. have the opportunity to listen to her or hear her, like, you know, it, it's it's uh, a role model, you know, and I just sort of want to bow. I haven't you, heard of her. Can um, you repeat her name? Repeat her name? Her name is Betty Dodson, D-O-D-S-O-N. Betty Dodson. Um, okay. She's okay. been working in this area of um, helping women have pleasure, you know, solo play for one, um, body sex workshops since the 1970s. So um, mm. she really is a pioneer. Yeah, and then and then you were talking about the painful sex because it can get very painful. I mean, kind of like shards of glass, you know, in there. When it's it just gets really <clears throat> bad. And then on when we were talking about uh, that on my YouTube channel, you had mentioned Replens is a great uh, moisturizer to use. Um, and that how often do you should women use these moisturizers that you put, put internally? Well, I think, again, to, it's to educate women at first that, again, a moisturizer is different than a lubricant, right? It's not just for in this moment right. you're about to have sex or penetration, right? It's um, yeah. You're using it several times a week, and it's just overall adding moisture. And this would typically be for somebody who, again, I don't know if they might be a breast cancer survivor, but for their own you know, reasons that they're not going to want to take any estrogen or, again, sometimes people just don't want to take uh, any sort of exogenous hormones. So um, right. it's just helping them know that there is the role of a vaginal moisturizer and they've done clinical trials and it actually does help with um, women having more comfortable sex. And um, it, But also to recognize there's like local, like S-string. So again, it's just local topical. So it's not nearly the same amount of hormone that if you had to take it in a pill, right, and through sort of systemically mm-hmm. in your body. And then there's a new one out um, called Intarosa. It's I-N-T-R-A-R-O-S-A. And that's sort of a okay. precursor to DHEA. Um, and again, they've done clinical trials. And, you know, in even 12 weeks, the um, amount of the, the discomfort and pain dramatically uh, improves. So I think. And, and does that have anything to, that could? Uh huh. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, if anybody's open to um, anything local, again, this is where speak to your gynecologist and 
again, they're going to know your personal history, your family history, um, to make the right recommendations, you know, what's good for you. And then even coconut oil, right? Like, I just want people to really, like, realize, you know, I'm all about experimenting. And when I say experimenting, try, try again, because the first time we try anything, we're sort of observing or spectating ourselves, um, and we're taking ourselves out of the moment. So, um, you know, it's just there's so many things out there, including, Mm -hmm. and this is kind of exciting, um, Foria, F-O-R-I-A, they have CBD oils. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're in Colorado or California, they actually have the THC products. Um, So, again, that's uh, for for the vagina for lubrication. But the CBD oils, again, can really enhance sensation. Mm. Okay. So now what if people are going to use some kind of estrogen, is that I know people have avoided it. I I haven't taken anything because I get nervous from what you hear that it could increase cancer risk or this or that. Um, are are there? Is that still the case? I mean, what are they using now for um, that estrogen? Like I said, I, yeah, I mean, again, estrogen really does. I think depend on um, if you, like, say, certainly somebody who had a history of breast cancer, um, right, and it was an estrogen receptor positive, you know, type of tumor, then it would be contraindicated. Okay. But I think for the majority of women, I mean, there have been a lot of studies. I mean. Th- talking about um, cancer and or heart disease, yet mm-hmm. overall um, I think a lot of those initial studies that had come out have in some ways um, been debunked. But, th- but this is where I say it, it really is a personal decision and it absolutely should yeah. be done with your doctor. Um, but right. I think that women shouldn't be so afraid because I think there were, you know, this is probably five, ten years ago, um, to your point, I think there was a lot of fear um, around right. taking hormones and um we have a lot more data now and there are a lot more um combinations and kinds of hormones and um even like bioidentical hormones you know there's so many different things compounding pharmacies right like there's so many different options Mm -hmm. um that's why you really just want to get yourself educated to make your own personal choice right excellent point now um there's this, <laughs> I have another little story. A friend called me, uh, and, and she's uh, in her early 50s. And a lot of women that, I've, that I know, they'll take a break from sex, like even for a few years. They'll be like on the spiritual quest, or they're not dating, so they just go kind of celibate, and, and then they want to get out there again. And a, uh, a friend called me panicked and said that she hadn't had sex in about three years, and she met this hot guy, and they ended up, you know, try doing it, but it didn't work. I mean, it, her her vagina was literally shut down. It was, clo- you know, closed shop. It, it, it could not be penetrated. <laughs> it wouldn't go in. So, so what happens here? I mean, what can we do to, what's going on with that? I've heard that before. Absolutely. I'm really glad you're, we're talking about this particular, um, you know, some women develop, it's what we call vaginismus. Um, and so, Basically, it could be like a muscle spasm extraction that literally, as you're saying, makes it's like hitting a wall, hitting a wall, right? Uh, penetration yeah. impossible. And so, um, you know, women who've gone through menopause, you know, I always say this is the role of self-pleasuring. And if you're not having sex with a partner, using a dildo or a dilator. Um, and I work with women; they have these progressive series of dilators. Usually, they're like six or eight in the in the kit, and it starts small, like the size of your pinky. And it's working itself mm-hmm. up to about the, you know, the girth of a 
an average man's penis. And so the role is from a sexual health perspective. Like, so when someone, you know, I've worked with cancer survivors, right, where, again, they are going through menopause and they're not in relationship. Um, and I always say, if you, it, it's like, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So there is the value right. from a sexual health perspective of using dilators or dildos because that is what's going to enable you to be able to have comfortable penetration. And so it sounds like your friend would benefit um, from either getting it from our gynecologist, you can get them online dilators, you can see a sex therapist um, who can help her work with them. But I absolutely have worked with postmenopausal women who using dilators gets them back to the place where they can have comfortable penetrative sex. Right, so a dilator, that sounds like what they use when you go for your gyno exam, you know, they put that in there to, to uh, get the sample. No, there. that's the speculum. <laughs> no. That's the speculum. Oh, that's the that's speculum, like a, yeah. That's like, a, that's like a crank. That's like opening up so they can. <laughs> yes. That's more like a crank. Cranky. Oh, my goodness. They're, like, they're trying to dilate. Well, yeah, they have no the trouble. They just crank that baby open. There's no problem there. So now I've been hearing all about these yoni eggs. That's like for the last couple of years, oh. that's the new thing, you know. What? Tell us about that, yoni, Y-O-N-I, yoni eggs. Yeah, yoni egg, jade eggs. I mean, these are things that have been around. Um, in some ways, they're just sort of like Kegel size. You know, it's, it's helping the muscles in the pelvic floor um, because a lot mm-hmm. of women as they age, um, you know, they may have stress incontinence, you know, they, it's not uncommon that they can have weak pelvic floor muscles. That being said, I work a lot with pelvic floor physical therapists, and sometimes actually it's the opposite. People have really, um, you know, very strong pelvic floor muscles. So um, in some ways, before you want to start your Kegel regimen, you might want to speak to your doctor or see a, you know, I think pelvic floor physical therapists are, the, you know, amazing. Um, and anyway, that Kegels, jade eggs, yoni, that's all about how to uh, build up muscle tone because, again, the more tone the muscles are, that also helps with uh, the contractions for orgasm to have more pleasurable mm-hmm. orgasms. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So those eggs, I guess you just insert them. They're so pretty. They're like uh, – and then you see, you're going to put that in. How do you get it out? I don't know. It's, it's, Wait, I, I need I've to walk around? To, yeah. You can walk around with okay. that in there? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's the point. You can walk around. You can go about your day. Uh, you can use. There's many different things. But to your point, um, it might be harder to get the egg out. I mean, obviously, you have to be very comfortable with your body and using your hands. They have other ones where you know, like they have a uh, more like the balls, but they have like a string, Lilo, and um, makes pro. You know, okay. um, you know, Lilo, Jimmy James, some of those higher end sex toy companies. But again, even just uh, sometimes even weights, they have Kegel weights. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, there are many different options, okay. and, um, right. and even apps these days to help you with your Kegel exercises. Oh, they have apps for Kegels? That, so you kind of do it like it's a little workout that you do at home with the app? That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, so All the right. one that I always like yeah. is called LV, and it's like a biofeedback. Um, and it basically helps mm-hmm. you monitor your progress and actually has like sort of training programs, right? And so you have beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels. Um, so LV is one, and um, Yarlap, Y-A-R-L-A-P, is another. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I want people to recognize that there are many ways to strengthen their pelvic floor muscles, which can, again, lead to better orgasms. Yeah, and that's so important because as we, you know, they've got all these commercials with, you know, urine leakage and these, you know, 
underwear for that and it just I and women I see them running to the bathroom a lot and you know I've dealt with that too it's like um, my I went to a uh, acupuncturist and I was telling him gosh I have to you know urinate a lot and he said you better he says you better get this under control now uh, and get your you know build that up so that you you know to to a few hours that you can wait and um, otherwise when you're older it's going to be a really big problem Um, so I've been doing a lot of Kegels now <laughs> to try to help that. Nice. But this is great and to look ac- into this. So and with, actually, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, actually, if, um, I'll send you a link that you can put on your show notes um, because mm-hmm. New York Magazine just this week came out. Um, I was quoted as one of the experts in an article on the best Kegel exercisers. Um, mm-hmm. And they looked, spoke to both physical therapists and sex therapists. So I will send you that article if, so that if people want to read up and learn more about the different um, options, Mm-hmm. It's a good Excellent, excellent. And and uh, how can people work with you? What kind of things do you do besides um, working with couples? Um, let us know what, what you've got going on for people. Sure. Well, I think uh, coming back to what we're talking about, like it's interesting, this one man that you started with, he said he doesn't want to date older women because of that they're not interested in sex or the sex drive. But I guess I want to also paint a different part of the picture, which is I actually work with a lot of men and women who, when they're in the, like their 50s or their 60s, listen, sex isn't just about penetration, right? It's really about giving right. and receiving pleasure. And I really want to highlight you got your hands, you have your mouth. There's many ways to give and receive pleasure or to bring yourself to orgasm. And the other piece of this is as people get older, a lot of them, in terms of what they value, they're interested in a partner, a companion. Sex is a piece of it, but you know what? It's not as important often for many men and right. women as it was, as you're saying, in your 30s, 20s or 30s. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it's important to realize not all men or potential partners out there are, you know, wanting to have sex every day. Right? Like, I would think that that's actually absolutely not the case. Um, right. Because they themselves don't have the sex drive that they had in their 20s or their 30s. Um, and, and I just think that people, when they're older, they just have a greater perspective on what they're really looking for in relationships. Yeah. And, and then some guys want to think they have that libido. I mean, I, I was talking to a guy who was 76 the other day, and he's so adamant on dating a woman in her 30s or early 40s. And I'm thinking, what can you really do? You know, I mean, he's got, <laughs> he's closer to 80 than, than than 60 now, and he it's but he is so adamant on oh, but I look uh, look so much younger. Well, it's some of I mean, and and you know, so when I, I was just like wanted to wring his neck on that one, I'm like, come on, you know, have have somebody uh, more age appropriate, at least in her 60s, but he he refuses to on that but you know and that's of course but, like you said it's not everyone but a lot of men still think they've got that prowess going on I guess it's hard for them to let go of that idea of who what they once were they, well I think it's that and I think it's that and I think it's the reality is and I can speak for myself you can speak for yourself but like it's our soul like we we get older physically but our who we are inside doesn't get older <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. We, we yeah. still feel so young, right? And so I think that's a big piece of it. Is so, and so I think psychologically, sometimes the idea of being with someone is it helps them to feel younger themselves. Yeah. Um, because again, yeah. internally, we feel like we have that youth and that energy, even as our bodies are slowing down. And, and I just think that there, this isn't really even just about sex. I think for some people, there really is a psychological meaning. Um, in being with someone younger because it's what it's helped it's what it helps them to feel and 
you know, right. it's not easy getting older, just noticing how things, you know, it's part of life. They shift and they change. But, again, it's just different. And I think it's about being creative because, like I said, you know, it's really about pleasuring. And you can do that in your 80s and your 90s and your 100s. Um, you just got to be creative about how you think about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Megan, thank you for this amazing uh, conversation. And um, the uh, your website is in the show notes, but tell people how they can find you. Sure. So uh, my website is greatlifegreatsex.com, and um, people can reach out to me there. And also weekly I'm on Girl Boner, the podcast with August McLaughlin, and I'm answering questions. So if you have a question, send it to August at Girl Boner, and I'll, each week I'm answering questions um, that, you know, anybody has relative to relationship and sex and how to have your – like what my passion, right, is having – a great life with great sex. I love it. Yeah, Girl Boner is a really fun podcast, you guys. Subscribe to that. I've been on it about three times, and August is a fantastic um, host talking about all things uh, sex and relationships and all of that. So, all right, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, and much love to you, everyone, and until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.